Welcome to another episode. I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is Rewilding. Here's a fun, rapid-paced episode on shadow work. I really wanted to give y'all something that you could do to go into shadow territory and do some shadow work on your own for yourself should you choose to. It's like putting some tools in your back pocket and some really easy doorways into the shadow, which sounds wild because you'll hear me at the start of the podcast kind of crack some jokes around um, you're taking yourself into hidden territory in yourself, by yourself, for yourself. How the heck is this possible? Um, but it is. It, it really is. Sure, it's so helpful to have a guide when that's right or to be guided into that territory by something or someone or a journey of sorts or whatever it is. Um, but it can also be powerful to do it on our own. So that's what I wanted to give you in this conversation. Let me feel, you know I love to give you a little something more in our audio podcast versus the video podcast, but let me think, let me think, let me think. Um, Here's what I'm feeling into, which will be strange. I talk about myth story archetype as one of the doorways in. I really dive into myth and story, and I don't talk much about archetype at all. I don't even think I really go into archetype around uh, around the shadow territory, but here's a little bit around archetypes that, I don't know, just a little something something to feel into. When you see dark god, dark goddess, dark masculine, dark feminine archetypes like Pluto, which is also Hades, the dark goddesses like Persephone, Lilith, Medusa, Kali. You start to see some of these sort of things. Those are shadow work archetypes. Yeah, which can be an extraordinarily powerful doorway in. Um, I know I kind of put everything into one category, archetypes, myth, story. I just didn't have enough time to really go into the doorway of archetypes, which is similar to myth and story, however, can be journeyed extraordinarily differently. So that's the maybe little something more that I can share here is that archetypes have kind of an energetic imprint and like an aliveness to them. Like it's an energetic signature that is alive in ourselves, in our world. And you can actually work with that energetic vortex in a way that is beyond story, beyond myth. Yeah. All right, that's a little something more um, to just kind of share here in the intro. My um, hope is that this episode just brings you so, 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 so much conversation about this episode happens in two places in the comments on our YouTube channel. So this main body, which you're about to get into, main body of the podcast, um, we talk about it in the comments beneath there. I'm always hanging out there. So if you want to hang out, we read everything over there. Also in our Facebook group. So there's a 
Sabrina Lynn rewilding or rewilding with Sabrina Lynn Facebook group. We'll put the link in the description below for both of these, the video, um, the video podcast as well as the Facebook group. And I'm hanging out in that place too. So those are kind of the two places. So if you ever want to share something or interact or just kind of connect in with the community, the rewilding community, those are great places to come to. And I'd love to see you there. All right. Enjoy this episode. Let's talk shadow work and how you can do shadow work for yourself, which seems ridiculously insane given that shadow work is going into hidden parts of self. And I'm saying there are ways to do this for yourself, to access hidden parts of self for yourself, by yourself. That's just in some way completely paradoxical, completely seemingly impossible, but it's not. And I've got some really cool little tricks that I want to share with you, four of them actually, kind of four doorways into your own shadow territory and super sneaky little ways to kind of get in there. All right, before we dive into these four sneaky ways, I want to talk a little bit about what is the shadow. What is this unconscious territory? What's held in this unconscious territory? Why you would want to work in this unconscious territory? Like why, if it's hidden and tucked away, why do I want to (laughs) make the unconscious conscious, bring the hidden into the light, right? Why would I want to excavate the material that's in the basement of my being, right? Why would I want to bring that up to the surface to be seen? And, uh, and what will this look like? Is this going to mess up my life? Is this going to change my life? Is this going to set me free? Is this going to give me more energy? Is this going to all kinds of questions around the shadow? So I'm going to go into as much of this as I possibly can in our time together. Know that after we go into kind of this why, what is the shadow, and then the four ways of working with the shadow, I want to give you some reflective questions at the end to help you to figure out exactly which of those four will work best for you. I know. Oh, this is a great episode. Okay, so why? Why do you want to go into the shadow? Why work in the shadow? One is... The shadow holds your potentials. It's not just this unhealed, unprocessed emotion, hidden, trapped, old things that we, you know, parts of self that we've not necessarily uh, incorporated, we've not necessarily accepted into self. It also holds some of your greatest potential. The golden shadow is what that's sometimes referred to, and it's your greatest potentials also reside in the hidden. Some of your greatest gifts, some of your um, greatest expressions of life through you also reside in the shadow. And so shadow work isn't just, let me go and do like deep, crunchy, inner child, uh, processing emotions sort of work. It also includes the revelation of greatest potentials. Okay, so that's one reason. Two, there's this wild, uh, this this wild experience around 
doing shadow work, when doing shadow work like deep and doing it, you know, like true, like true shadow work, there's this almost seemingly miraculousness to it where um, I just healed something that I thought I would never heal. That's something I hear all of the time, right? Is, oh my gosh, Sabrina, I never thought I would be able to have a good relationship with my mom. But doing this shadow work, I had this amazing relationship that I never thought possible. Or for me, doing shadow work actually healed my lifelong asthma and allergies. I had asthma and allergies my whole entire life up until about the age of 20, I don't know, six, seven, five, 25 to 27, right? When I started doing shadow work, started working in the unconscious territory of self, specifically for me around that time period was shadow work around family patterns family patterns. So what was hidden in me unconsciously being expressed as a family pattern that had started when I was a tiny little baby. And it was expressing itself physically in the form of asthma and allergies, right? And so doing it can seemingly miraculously change physical things in our bodies, with our health, in our worlds, in our relationships. So that's a pretty powerful reason to do shadow work. Um, I think that's enough around why to do shadow work. I don't know if I can think of any better reasons other than uncovering your greatest potential and miraculous things, shifting, healing, transforming in our lives. I I think that's enough of a reason to want to do shadow work. Okay, what is the shadow? We've been talking about this already, but just to talk a little bit more about it specifically for us here in this conversation is the shadow is the unconscious or the subconscious or the hidden parts of self or the parts of self that we um, can't quite put our finger on. We, we, we are, um, it's like, I am unconsciously operating from a certain place. I have unconscious thought patterns that just like keep repeating themselves and I'm not aware of it. So it's really things that I'm not aware of, anything that I'm not aware of, anything that I'm not conscious of. And you could imagine that's probably a lot. That's a lot, right? I like to think of shadow or the unconscious territory and self as an iceberg and really the part that we are actually conscious of is a very tiny piece that resides above the water, right? Just like an iceberg. You see just this like little tiny ice poking out of the water and you're like, whoa, that's me. Know thyself. Look, this is who I am. And then underneath the water is like 90% of the iceberg, this huge, enormous part of self that is unknown, that is unknown to us. And isn't that wild? Like, isn't that so fascinating? Sometimes I like to refer to the shadow as like the final frontier, right? Like, like the place worth exploring, the place worth pioneering into, you know, worth like really getting to know, really getting curious and kind of adventuring into this part of self. All right enough of this like preparation what is shadow work why do you want to do it let's get to the guts of this thing because i want to give you some really good practices Uh, one little caveat to this is shadow work is making the hidden uh known right bringing the unconscious into the conscious 
This is innately very tricky territory to take yourself into your own shadow. It's the stuff that you can't see. You're trying to see by yourself. So even though these four practices are going to be about you taking yourself into your shadow and how you can do that, I do want to say that it is fucking invaluable to have a guide to take you into your shadow or to have a friend, a, like a soul friend, right? Like real deep, true soul friend who can reflect back to you parts of self that you're not able to see. It is the hardest to see ourselves. The hardest thing is to see ourselves. So we're really and truly trying to kind of do the hardest thing that it is to do for ourselves, by ourselves, with ourselves. My hope is that these four practices are kind of a tool for you or a guide in themselves to help you see yourself. But I really want to emphasize that sometimes no matter how good the practice is, no matter how good the fucking tool is, right? No matter how trained we are at meditating, no matter how trained and how independent we are and how much we are, how great we are at exploring self, sometimes it will take another shining light on something for us. Sometimes it will take a guide guiding you into that territory, right? That's just the nature of the shadow. Okay, all of that said, here's how we can still access the shadow for ourselves. All right, one way. Let me feel for the first one that wants to kind of bubble up to the surface. Whew, this is a fun one. One way is through myth. Myth, story, archetype. We'll call that the first category, the first practice. Myth, story, archetype. Now bear with me if you're already buzzing out and like, nah, that was not gonna be for me. Hold on, I'm gonna make this tangible. Think about plot lines in movies or books that you love. Storylines that you love. Just, just, and get real. Part of shadow work is to be so honest with ourselves, to just be able to be so honest. There is no shame, there is no guilt, there is no embarrassment. That will hide your shadow more. <laughs> It'll push it further away and make it harder to access. So one of the tools, and I'll give you a couple other of these tools to just really be able to dive deeper into shadow work. One is being so okay to be so honest, like just so okay to be so honest. And so even here, um, a plot line that you love in movies or stories, a plot line that you love, right? Think, just think about it. Like I love um, action hero movies. I love supernatural movies. I love fantasy movies. I love, so for me, this is a wild one. I love um, fantasy movies where people have extraordinary skills and gifts, right? That's part of my shadow. That's a doorway into part of my own hidden parts of self. Probably a little bit more so of uh, like the belief system that I hold for humanity in that I believe we have barely tapped into our potential as humans. I believe we have barely accessed our gifts. I believe that we are far more powerful than we have ever realized. I believe that we do have these amazing gifts of uh, visionary or seer, these amazing gifts of hands-on healer. I, I see it. I've witnessed it. And I hold this space very strongly. And so those types of 
books or stories or myths, they resonate deeply with me and they point at part of who I am. Now, I didn't know it, like this part of self has been so excavated and so brought to the surface. But back in the day, I didn't know why I loved watching movies where people were sorcerers or witches, or they just had these like seemingly, um, these seemingly superpowers, right? I didn't know that. But it was pointing me towards something that was residing in the unconscious for me. It was pointing toward part of my golden shadow, part of a potential, part of a something that I now hold space for is for people to uncover their witchy gifts, right? Or their seemingly superpowers. And they're not fantasy. They're actually totally real, right? But I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that's a doorway in. I don't wanna to dive too deep into this, um, but you can kind of take this, after this video, you can kind of take it and sit with it. And again, I'll ask you some questions at the end to just feel if this is one of your doorways in, right? If this is one of your doorways in. But what you'll wanna do is to take it a little bit deeper, you go, what's the myth or what's the storyline that I love? What is it that I love? And then what you want to do is you want to go into it in any way. Some of us have many different tools. I'm assuming if you're kind of here watching something on shadow work, you've probably got some sort of self-reflective tools in your tool chest. But you hold that as your container. Like, okay, what is it about movies where people have superpowers that I'm so drawn to? Right? Just ask yourself that. Why am I so drawn to this? How do I relate to this? How does this reflect my life in some way? Then go, how does this reflect my life in some way? The good, the bad, the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. So that's another way in, because oftentimes we'll only see the good, like, ooh, this is a potential that I hold in me. But then if I go to the bad and the ugly for myself, it was, I am fucking terrified of this territory. That was a big part of my own shadow work coming into just myself, right, was I'm actually really terrified of this. I'm terrified of the power that lies there. I'm terrified of what will happen if I open up to these gifts. I'm terrified of what will happen if I really step into a superpower. I'm terrified what will happen if I hold a space for other people to step into their superpower. That was part of my own shadow, right? So you find the movie, the myth, the theme, the archetype, right? The storyline that you love, you're drawn to. Why am I drawn to it? Why am I attracted to it? Now give me the good, the bad, the ugly. What makes me nervous about this? What makes me want to watch it outside of myself and not live it? Why would I not want to live that? If I were to live that storyline, what do I think will happen? What happens in my body? This will be our second thing that we go into is somatic body responses. It's another beautiful doorway in that can really help us to work in the shadow for ourselves. Um, but that should be enough to give you that theme, that doorway in through story, myth, archetype. Okay, uh, next one, somatic body responses. This is really powerful for some. For some, this will not be as powerful. For some, we are very embodied. We are very connected to our bodies. For some of us, we reside, um, we spend a lot of time from the neck up for some of us, we're really, really heady and we haven't developed um, a relationship to our bodies to a degree where we can go in this doorway, right? There is no right or wrong here. I'm just sharing that this will be a doorway for some, but not a doorway for everyone. So feel into this. Someone says something 
let's say I'm at, um, I'm filming this right around Easter. Uh, my family celebrates Easter. So let's say we're at Easter dinner and someone in my family says something and I suddenly get a stomach ache. I suddenly get a stomach ache. Now there's something going on. I'm not conscious of it. It's hidden, right? Can you, can you feel that? It's hidden. I'm not conscious of it. I don't know what's going on. I can't cognize it. It's in the shadow. It's in the unconscious, but it's showing up in my body. Powerful, 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 powerful. When we um, start to come into relationship with our bodies and what our bodies, our bodies are always talking. Body wisdom, it's always talking. It's telling me with my stomach, this is what I've learned for myself and for a lot of individuals, it's similar, is when my stomach um, kind of goes off, something doesn't sit right. You can feel like we, we use these things in common parlance, like we kind of know, but we don't really dive into it. Um, it, it something is not sitting right. Something doesn't sit well with me. Here's the one that I like to use the most with stomach stuff for myself. What am I not able to digest here? So something has come up. I'm not able to digest it. It's not sitting well. What is it, right? There's something hidden. There's something in the unconscious here. There's something in the shadow here that my body is pointing to. It's so crazy powerful um, when we can hear our body wisdom. And so same thing as the last practice I talked about, you get really curious about it. You get really curious. Okay, I then go and I sit with my stomach, right? Like I just, I put my hands right on my stomach and that's your doorway in. That's your doorway in. And I really, I mean, you can have dialogue with different parts of your body. Sometimes your heart will tighten. Sometimes your throat will go dry. Sometimes you can't hear, like your ears will go numb. Lots of times, and you just go right to that part of the body. You know, so for me in this example, stomach, and I just go, okay, belly, right? With a lot of love, a lot of compassion. These are all, those are, this is coming back to these tips for how to uh, take ourselves deeper into places is to, I'll give you three tips. Um, one is to really hold this space of curiosity. I'm so curious what's here, right? This childlike curiosity. There's no judgment. I'm just, I'm so curious what's here. I'm just, I'm really curious, right? So one is curiosity. Two, I already said it, is non-judgment. I just, I have no judgment. I have no judgment and I'm so okay. Like I'm so okay with whatever it is that gets revealed. I'm just, I have non-judgment. I'm holding this really unconditional, loving, non-judgmental space, right? It allows more, it allows the shadow to reveal itself when we're not shaming it, judging it, telling it to go away, right? Can you feel that? It gives it space to come up and to be seen. Okay, so um, those were two. Third one, what is my third one? I might just leave you with those two and if the third one um, pops back up into my mind, I'll share that a little bit later on as just tips to go deeper and to really create a good solid space for the shadow. Um, oh, this is the third one. Remind yourself, remind yourself that this is valuable, that this is worthwhile because if we um, diminish the value of allowing ourselves to see, of getting really curious, if we forget kind of 
from the very start of this video why to do shadow work. If we forget why we're doing it, we probably won't do it because it can get really uncomfortable. It's where our shame sits, it's where our embarrassment sits, it's where pain sometimes sits and fear sometimes sits. And that can really overwhelm us, so then we shut it down. But if we can remind ourselves, hey, I'm actually doing this because this really leads to my greatest potential. I'm actually doing this because this actually leads to miraculous healing and miraculous shifts happening in my life. That's why I'm doing this. So I'm gonna come back to a space of curiosity. I'm gonna come back to a space of non-judgmental, unconditional loving, and I'm gonna give this some space and some time, right? Powerful, powerful, those three things. Those three things will take you much further into any of these shadow work um, practices. Okay, I just gotta watch my time. I'm on a time constraint today with y'all. Um, I got some other workshops to hold and some other spaces to hold this afternoon. Um, okay, so that's number two is going in through body response, getting really curious, and then go good, bad, ugly. What's the good, what's the bad, what's the ugly happening here? Okay, cool, my stomach. The good is that it's telling me that something's rubbing me wrong. Um, if I go into like, what's the bad, what's the ugly, like, whew, whew, I'm actually, um, I'm actually starting to get a stomach ache because I have just flipped into five-year-old Sabrina and I didn't know it. I'm unconscious that I've actually flipped into my five-year-old child self. I'm now sitting at Easter dinner, not as a 43-year-old woman, but I'm sitting at Easter dinner as a five-year-old. It is now my five-year-old who is responding to dinner, who is acting out here. I've, I've flipped into a role that I used to play in my family, but I now no longer fit into. My stomach is not happy with it. But I get to become conscious of this via going in and asking my stomach, what's going on here? Awesome and crazy powerful, not for everybody. Again, I'm gonna share a couple of questions at the end to help you decide which of these is most powerful for you. Okay. Next doorway in, altered states of consciousness. Altered states of consciousness, right? Guided meditations into this territory. Um, shamanic journeys into this territory. Anything that will take you out of waking consciousness, which in our waking state of consciousness, right? It's in my waking state of consciousness, my average daily consciousness, this is what I'm aware of. I go into an altered state, right? I go into an altered state. I don't, um, I don't facilitate journeys that um, are uh, with substances, that are plant-based medicines. I have nothing against it. I think that can be incredibly powerful. But I also think that there's a way that we can develop our own pathways to altered states of consciousness that is even more powerful and that we don't need anything external to get there, right? You feel for what's true for you. Again, zero judgment. We've all got our own ways to get into altered states of consciousness. For me, something as simple as taking a shower alters my state of consciousness. Going for a walk alters my state of consciousness, right? I'm a trained meditation teacher for I don't know how many years now, right? I have many different ways of going into altered states of consciousness. So you feeling for you, maybe you have your own way of going into an altered state of consciousness. You can go into that altered state of consciousness holding an intention, right? Holding an intention of just, I wanna journey into my shadow. I wanna journey into my shadow and I want to see the thing that is the greatest thing for me to see, fucking powerful. There's actually a workshop that we've done on this in this way, it also works with somatic ways in, kind of mixes all four of these things in a guided way. So if you're like, Sabrina, this is great, 
that you're giving us ways to do this for ourselves. I want some guidance though. Like I want to be able to just let go and not have to think while journeying into this. Um, there might be a workshop available below. There might be a coupon code available below for 20% off. I say that because sometimes this workshop is open and sometimes it is not. So if it's of interest to you and you see that there's a link to the shadow work workshop and there's a coupon code to the shadow work workshop for 20% off, I would jump on it because I never know when we're gonna have it open and when we're not gonna have it open. So just an offering, just an option. Um, if you're feeling like, by the way, it's under, uh, with the coupon code, I think it's under 40 bucks. So it's, I think it's like 37 or 38, something like that. So it's easy, 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 super accessible. And I think it's like an hour and 45 minutes long or something like that, right? With a bunch of bonus resources to take you deeper into the shadow. Um, but um, in that particular workshop, I bring it up because we can hold this intention and we can journey into the shadow, into the unconscious with whatever the intention is. That workshop also helps you to kind of set intentions that are uh, most aligned for you or truest for you or kind of top of mind for you. So it also helps you to kind of discern or decipher like what is like most poignant for you at that moment. Um, but once you develop that skill or that tool, you can do it anytime, anywhere for anything. Like, well, let me go into the unconscious. What's here, right? If 10% of me I'm actually able to access consciously what's the 90% saying? What's here in the 90%? Right? Like, it's, it's amazing what can be revealed there. Okay, so altered states of consciousness. Again, if you don't know how to get into altered states, like that workshop gives you many different ways to get into altered states and it's completely without substances, right? Okay, uh, the fourth one that I wanna talk about is triggers triggers right when you're triggered right like you're in a you're in a moment or an experience or something's happening in life and the response to the moment doesn't quite match what's happening right you're triggered suddenly it's um highly charged emotion highly charged response you might feel reactive you might feel defensive right knowing when you're triggered is really, really powerful, really powerful. So that's something to maybe even spend a little bit of time on is to go, gosh, when I get triggered, I, um, my breath, uh, I get shorter breath. I take, right, I don't breathe as deep. I start to hold some tension in my body. I start, things start to like narrow my field of vision. I'm just giving you some things that I um, have witnessed in a lot of others and some things that are my own personal ones, uh, my field of vision almost seems to narrow. I feel scared or nervous. I feel like I need to make a space between me and whoever I am in a situation with or the whole of the room, right? That's, that's when I know something's going on here. Something's going on here. And it's the unconscious talking. It's the unconscious, whenever we're triggered, it is the unconscious bubbling up and coming out. It is a beautiful doorway in, a beautiful doorway in. So whenever you're triggered to catch it, right? Know what your markers are, what it feels like when you're triggered, you catch it. And as soon as you can, right? You take yourself away, you remove yourself, get into a safe space where you can just dive into it. And all of these things that we've been talking about, get really curious about it. What's here? Hold that unconditional loving space. Ask what's the good, the bad, the ugly here. Like what's going on here? What's happening? A powerful question that you can ask here is, does this remind me of another situation in my past? 
that can be incredibly powerful. Does this remind me of a situation in my past? Does this person remind me of someone from my childhood? Is this taking me to a different event? Right? And then when you start, you can go deeper and deeper. Here's another cool practice I'll give you. I know I'm talking so fast, but I wanna give you as much as I can. And I wanna save time for these questions, which are coming up in a second. Um, okay, so let me feel for a quick second. Here's the, here's the practice I wanna give you. When doing any of these four practices, right? Any of these four doorways into the shadow, you can do this practice where you're like, okay, let me get to my deepest truth that I can in this moment. And you get there and you're like, my stomach hurts. Okay, if I were to go to a little bit of a deeper truth, what is it? Whew. I am highly uncomfortable. Okay, let me go to a little bit of a deeper truth. I'm actually really scared. I'm really scared. Okay, if I were to go to a little bit of a deeper truth, what's there? I'm really scared. I'm really scared of being rejected by my family for who I am. So I'm, I'm fitting in, I'm putting on a mask and I'm, I'm kind of being the person I was when I was five so that I could fit into the family dynamics. Holy fuck, right? Powerful. And you just, you just do that. You just ask yourself this question. If I was to go just a little bit deeper, if I was to get a little bit truer, if I was just to get a little bit truer, what is the truest truth that I can get to in this moment? You just take yourself step by step by step by step by step by step by step. Again, if you're like, I can't do this, see if the workshop is available with that coupon code. It's a way that we can just easily be guided into this territory without having to think hard. Okay. Here's the questions. Let's do this thing. All right. Um, they're going to be super simple. So super simple. What's your relationship to your body? What's your relationship to your body? Do you have a relationship to your stomach? Do you have a relationship to your throat? Do you have a relationship? Does your body speak to you? Like, are you well aware when um, like your, your, your gut feels are not feeling good? Are you well aware when it's hard to speak your truth? If you have really good kind of relationship with body wisdom, that somatic body response is for you, right? Try it, give it a go, okay? Second, if you really um, resonate with stories and with myths and with archetypes, right? You love watching movies, you love reading stories, you very much can relate to characters in movies and stories, that one's for you. Dive into myth, dive into story, that one's a great one for you, okay? If you're aware of when you're triggered, right? If you know, this is what it feels like. I'm so aware when I get triggered, boom, dive into that one. That one's so good for you. If you have a lot of tools in your tool chest around altered states of consciousness, right? That one's for you. Go for it, right? So you feel for you, there are different doorways into the shadow. It's all the same, like the shadow is the shadow, right? Sometimes the different doorways in will take us to different places but intention intention is number one intention is, is first and foremost is what is your intention when you kind of go on a shadow work journey right that's the first one okay last thing that i want to share with you is there's another video that you can go watch <laughs> um, so if that shadow work workshop is not available below or if you're kind of not really ready to do a workshop, you're like, yeah, I don't know, Sabrina, you're kind of scary. Shadow is kind of scary. You're like, I don't know. Let me just go watch something else. This next video, what is it called? Something around the soul, right? Like something around like living from soul, like how to live from soul um, is a really good uh, conversation to dive into next. It's actually a portion of a workshop. Right, so it's, a, it's the first like 30 minutes of a proper rewilding workshop. And so it's a way to kind of start to do a little bit more work um, in like a tiny little bit of a deeper way than what we've done today. Okay, my gosh, I hope this has served. I would love to hear from you in the comments below the team and I read everything. 
all of the comments. We read everything. It is a co-creation and I love being here with you and I love hearing what you have to say. If you have suggestions or you want me to go into one of those four in a deeper way, let me know. You're like, Sabrina, triggers. Do something on triggers. Or Sabrina, do something on somatic body responses. I really want more on that. Or talk more about myth and story. Like, give me some more on that. So tell me if there's something that you want me to dive further into and I'm so super happy to. All right, it is an absolute honor to be with you here. I will see you when I see you, where I see you, and how I see you. So much love to you. Mwah.